Hello everyone, this is Citizen Reporter number 398 for the 7th of November 2011. Um, this is actually me, even with the bad voice. I just wanted to do this little intro. Um, a few days ago, it was Bank Transfer Day. And Bank Transfer Day, as you might know, is all about moving your money from the big banks who have committed a long list of crimes over the last few decades to a smaller bank, credit union, a sustainable bank. And there are different ways of doing this depending on where you live. Well, in the Netherlands, where I live, we have two sustainable banks with a reputation for being careful where they put their money, not investing in morally and ethically uh, unacceptable causes. Well, to better explain it, I have a special guest today, so I hope you'll enjoy it. Let's get right to it before I lose my voice completely. Life is a near death. Instead of a lot of effort uh, making small amount of change, basically, a little effort can make an enormous amount of change. Because the whole thing is so unstable, so volatile, that every little effort pushes it in one direction or another. Your action and my action really matter in a way that they don't, they didn't for 500 years. So, welcome back to the program, everyone. Uh, today, we're tackling a topic that I actually think affects a lot of people in their individual, everyday lives. Um, in this time where a lot of people are uh, upset, and and we see it in the in the movements on the streets, but also in the privacy of our own homes, about how banks function and what they do with our money, uh, a lot of people are concerned and, and looking around at perhaps different banks, uh, a different way of doing things. And to talk about this topic uh, better than I could on my own, uh, I've invited a guest. He's on the line from the UK. He is uh, James Vaccaro. Uh, James is on the line. Uh, can you hear me, James? Yes, I can. Thanks. Okay, so James, uh, I know of you from, from years ago at different conferences related to uh, sustainable uh, banking. Uh, you are Managing Director of Investment Banking at Triodos uh, Bank in the UK, is that correct? That, that's correct, yeah. Yeah, and so, I mean, you, this is probably an issue you, you talk about all the time at conferences, but I want to start from the beginning so that people don't feel uh, confused or, or lose track of what we're talking about. Uh, plenty of people have savings accounts in uh, whatever large bank in their country, you know, they're usually three or four that you choose from. Um, we know, I think, nowadays that these banks have used our money in, in various ways, invested it in different places and different projects, and I think that we know that they, in some cases, have done what we would say, uh, is it ethically wrong, right? I mean, uh, everything from weapons to... to child labor sure am i sure. am i <laughs> because i i think that this these facts are more and more understood or known more than they've ever been before 
So then you have this other thing, and that's where I bring you in. Um, there are other types of places where people could put their money and, and other types of banks in terms of how they function, how they behave. I would call them alternative in many ways. I'm from the alternative media background. Um, let's start with yours. Uh, this is not a, 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 to promote your bank, but I don't have any problem with the fact that the truth may actually promote your bank. So let's talk about Triodos Bank, first of all. It's, a, it's not just okay. a Netherlands thing, but it is a regional thing. So explain to us a little uh, of how it works in comparison to uh, the large banks that we may know wherever we live. Okay, sure. I mean, maybe just in terms of setting the scene, I mean, I think there's, there's two distinct topics. I mean, one is the fact that the whole concept of banking and what people understand by a bank has been radically kind of um, shaken up over the last uh, few years because what I think people had as the original kind of premise of people who are there to safeguard your funds and to invest on your behalf and to, to sort of help you in making financial decisions, all of those kind of custodian kind of uh, things in terms of managing risk, mm. um, which was the sort of the socially useful part, have been kind of overtaken by the stories where you hear that banks had developed their business models where they'd gone a long way from what was banking, but under the same umbrella of being called a bank, they, they were doing things which were um, fairly speculative. Um, and, you know, had more of the elements of what you could call gaming um, in them. And it's gone a long way from what I'd call the real economy. So the real economy being um, real people doing real commercial activities with each other and a bank facilitating that process. Um, so in terms of one part of the, the discussion is around setting the scene of sort of what, what does banking mean? And then when you do have a bank who is set in the real economy and is doing real business, has real customers who give the bank deposits and then the bank uses those deposits to lend out to businesses and, and other customers and manages the risks in the real economy, you can then say, well, what is it that those institutions can do? And Triodos was founded specifically um, with a purpose, a mission uh, to promote progressive sustainability. So backing entrepreneurs who are specifically looking to do something positive socially or environmentally within the, within the context of their, of their sort of local environment. Um, and we've done this by um, being able to connect very strongly with these entrepreneurs who who all have their own particular motivation. So it may be that there's ones who are particularly looking at uh, things in renewable energy or in organic food and farming or in fair trade or, or tackling um, deprivation. And we work with them like sort of, you know, in the older fashion sort of understanding what banks used to do in really grounding business plans to look at the risks, to analyze those, and to be able to to basically to then fund those businesses um, so that, that by making loans um, and so making sure that things are affordable uh, and are paid back and so being able to deliver on their vision of, of whatever it is that they're wanting to, to, to create for society. So, so that's one of the things which we've been able to do and we've been able to show and there's, there's several other banks around the world um, who in their own local context are, are, are really demonstrating that it is possible to 
to have real economy banking, which can actually deliver on a, a pretty strong, high social impact mission and be commercially successful. Um, it doesn't aim to be profit maximizing, but it is profit making and it is a business. And it is a business because it's trying to help others in being successful businesses so that they can grow and so that they can be more and more useful in society. So there's the, there's the sort of what banking means um, part and there's this sort of this, how can you then move that on to kind of get greater sustainability in society? Hmm. I think what can be difficult for people is, you know, if, if I, and I haven't done it yet, but if I were to go to a, a large bank here in the Netherlands, we have ABN, but, but maybe back in the U.S. there's, uh, mine is what, TD Bank, and we, if we were able to talk to yeah. them and say, uh, well, what are you doing in terms of sustainability? They would probably, especially nowadays where it's a, a very popular topic, more and more people are concerned about it, they would probably parade out some positive examples, right? So... Explain a little, you know, for anyone who's sitting there saying, how do I know? I mean, my own bank said they're investing now in, in green technology or, you know, how do you how do you know that your own bank is is not suddenly changing its ways or, or, or doing better as sure. compared to a, a Triodos or a sustainable bank? Sure. So, I mean, I think, I mean, the, the foundations to be able to ask the questions, you need to understand the, the general business model of a bank. And in fact, what we're really learning is that um, through the sort of the aftermath of the financial crisis, the, the general understanding of what banks' business models are was actually pretty low. In the UK, we did a bit of a, a poll research and found that over 30% of the population thought that banks just held money in a vault, like, you know, <laughs> like sort of mission impossible. And another 30% just beyond really didn't know where the money was. Um, so if you've only got if you've got, if you've got the majority of people just thinking well actually having no idea what actually really happens to the money um, and thinking you know then no concept of where interest would really kind of come from then it's difficult to be able to to, to then go on to the next stage where you then can fuel people to ask their banks the, the right sort of questions like. What is it you do? You know, how is your balance sheet structured? What is your business model? What is your, you know, who are you lending to? Um, and and I think there, what we try and do in Triodos is um, is to have as much transparency as is possible. Um, mm -hmm. Banks are generally not known for being transparent, but. I think that one of the, the, the most important things in the future to kind of get uh, trust between customers and financial organizations is to, to have much more um, transparency. So, for example, in the UK, in Triodos, you can go onto our website right now and there's a little Google Maps um, application and we say, for all you depositors out there, the thousands who put their savings with us, here's where we lend. So all of your money is currently being lent out to these organizations, and here's the full list. And you can Google them, and there's links through to the story of how their money is effectively, you know, savers' money is being used, and what it is those organizations do. So you can click on near where you live and find, oh, here's an organic farm, and, and kind of feel that connection. And in a way, it's rebuilding that connection for the fact that, it is ultimately at one philosophical level um, the individual savers who actually do have their money with those ventures. 
um, the banks are the, the intermediary and they're, they're sort of the, the custodians of the money. They're, they're making um, judgments around risk and organizing and facilitating that. But there is, a, there is then a sort of a responsibility that all citizens have. So in a way, they, citizens should feel the right to demand that information from their bank because they, they, they have a sort of a, a real role within that. Yeah, it was something I had never realized, and and maybe uh, as a public, unfortunately, we're we're used to not having the right to this information. When you're talking about transparency, the idea that uh, I could go to a bank and that bank would have a policy uh, that all the things they invest in with our money, uh, the money they 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 have, um, are listed right there, so you can read, you can you can check. It's it's impressive to me and and sort of sad that. That's if I'm if I've got it right. Um, you've pro- you brought out an exception, obviously, Triodos, but that it's not um, traditionally been the case. You can't always see uh, everything a bank invests in. No, sure, and and I think that it's I think it's something where there's um, there's you know there's practical limitations, but there's a lot further, there's a long way that that I think banks can go. So, for example, a lot of um, banks and building societies and credit unions will have mortgages. Well, you wouldn't necessarily publish everyone you've lent a mortgage to, but it's important to say, here's, here's our, the size of our mortgage book and what types of mortgages those are. Yeah. And so you can get a better view of the kind of risks that um, banks are, are taking. Also, implicit within that is understanding that it is just a bank, which is, is it really a bank which is in the real economy and doing um, real lending to businesses and individuals in society, or is a large part of what happens on their balance sheet this more speculative trading business? Um, and I know that there will be legislation, there's legislation in, in the US and Europe coming in to try and separate the, the different functions of what have now been kind of um, put into uh, banking institutions or what call themselves banking institutions. But um, in a way, it should be transparent at this moment if you if you are with a bank, what that bank's business model is. And in some ways, one of the, the, the shock factor of some of the things in the financial crisis is that were, there were a lot of customers of banks who who actually had very little idea what the real business model of, of that bank was because part of the the whole um, way things were being described were it was it's all about commoditized uh, money money the ultimate commodity it's just about interest rates and you know you don't need to worry about where the interest how the interest is being paid it's just a number um, and I think that you know one of the the, the positive influences of what, what should hopefully come out of the last few years is that I think more people are asking the questions, well, where does, where does this interest come from and, and what is the fundamental business model and the risks that these financial institutions are taking? Hmm. I, I want to move, although it's, it's completely tied to what we're talking to, to uh, um, a topic that's unfolding as we speak, the, the global movement uh, known as Occupy, Occupy Wall Street. I'm here in Amsterdam. I've been going, James, to <laughs> Occupy Amsterdam every day, um, sometimes participating, but mostly just observing. I, I want to learn as much as I can, and, and I, I try not to judge or get annoyed uh, you know, when things aren't great and, and pay attention. And one topic that comes back day after day 
is uh, where people put their money. And there's a big discussion about moving their money. Um, yeah. There's even a day, I don't know, you know, I really don't know if it's going to take off, but it's called Bank Transfer Day, and I think it's supposed to be November 5th. The idea is, uh, and it's happening, I mean, I'm, I'm seeing it, I have a lot of friends, and the conversations every day for the past weeks are about taking our money out of the big, uh, um, I want to say corporate banks, that's not the right word, but moving them to one of, at least here in the Netherlands, we have two, our two, um, how do we call them, sustainable banks, one is being Triodos, the other being ASN. Um, yeah. You've been following the news, I'm sure. What do you think if people start to say, because, I mean, I know it's good for business, but I, I'm looking for another type of answer. If people say, yeah. well, one thing we can do is move our money. In the U.S., they want to move them to credit unions. What, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I mean, at the moment, I mean, the, the, the Occupy movement is, is interesting, but I think that cause there's been a lot of debate around sort of what does it stand for. And, and in a way, the Occupy movement is standing against something, and it's very clear to see the reasons behind that because people feel rightly I think very angry I think that they've seen what happened in the financial crisis they don't see the bailouts uh, of banks and I think there is a lot of anger um, but in a way the question we always sort of ask is well you know it's not so much what what's wrong or what was wrong it's it's what what happens next um, and in fact the foundation of Triodos itself was inspired that the founders of Triodos were rea reacting to um, some of the, the political unrest in 1968. So there was a similar sort of an Occupy movement there across Europe where people were very angry with the way things were going. But in a way, they were asking themselves the questions, well, how do you build something new from this? How do you actually ground in sort of reality some of these sort of you know green shoots of something which is more sustainable so i think it's i think it's great that um people within that movement start going beyond the what's wrong question and ask themselves the what's next question and i think yeah i think in terms of moving money that that actually has in the currency of, of society now moving money as either a consumer or a shareholder, um, or a bank savings customer, is very, very powerful. In fact, arguably, it's, it's, it's as powerful, if not more powerful, than voting, um, because the degree to which um, uh, commerce and business are going to have to be able to address um, some of the, you know, the issues in terms of um, climate change, energy security, food security, all of these kind of um, key topics for the sort of the, you know, the, the, the century to come. We we need to be able to find the right kind of institutions, the right entrepreneurs, back to the right ideas, and nothing will happen unless. Some, someone is, is actually driving that, and it's really going to be the public. So, so in a way, I think it's, it's, it's not necessary to kind of steer where, where their conclusions are, but I think it's very important that, um, you know, pe people are making a move and they're making a stand now, um, but it, to be able to kind of take that next step and say, well, what is it we can positively do? And to just ground that in, in what a reality in, and con contemplating what their, their roles are, um, you know, the citizen roles of being customers, being shareholders and being, um, you know, savings customers, investors, all, all of those kind of things, because that's where their real, that's where their real responsibility and that's where they, they have the most leverage to, to change things. Hmm. 
I don't know enough, um, and I think you do, about uh, the structure of, of the other banks in this world and the banking system of the world. I think a lot of people are at a loss when, when it comes to explaining how it works and so forth. But one of my questions that comes from what I'm watching now, as I watch so many people talking and, in fact, moving their money, is, you know, many people aren't going to. Uh, that's very clear to me here in the Netherlands, for example. As many people are upset with what's going on, there is, uh, within that group or outside of that group, there are plenty of people that are just going to keep doing what they do. It's all they know. And so that also means keeping their money in the same old bank. What I start to wonder is, um, you know, being the way they are, say, uh, let's not even name banks, the, the big banks, being who they are, the yeah. way they function, the way they're structured. What if we all start moving our money? Is Would, would something like that... Could we scare them into uh, uh, changing their way of business? I mean, that does happen, right? They they fear for their image. But I I almost want more than a fear of image uh, to cause them to change their sort of principles. But I'm wondering how possible that is, uh, the way things are structured. Um, the, the, the simple answer is, if it, if it happens to, to a significant enough proportion, yes, it is, and it's probably the only thing which was will. If you look at, if you look at, I mean, I'll take an analogy in the fair trade movement. Um, so you you have a lot of groups in the in the UK who campaigned for years against some of the large um, uh, multinational corporations in in the sort of food and beverages sort of sector. So companies like Nestle had a whole bunch of boycotts around them and there was a lot of anger about their practices and, and uh, in certain countries and in certain labor practices and, 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 and such the like. And in particular, you know, they, there was um, the feeling that what they were practicing was not really fair trade. Um, so one of the things was always a challenge when the fair trade movement began and there was sort of Max Havilar in the Netherlands and companies like Cafe Direct in the UK was that you had this kind of alternative and throughout the sort of the, the, the sort of the political side and the boycotts and the kind of the pressure and all of those things which, which Nestle were able to absorb it, it appeared to me at least that that had very little impact what had impact was when you had some of those upstart alternative companies who'd started, you know, quite edgy routes and sort of based in the NGO movement, suddenly transforming into businesses and then knocking serious market share off those multinational corporations and being able to say, well, actually, you know, you know, we're we're now actually kind of taking 10% market share of the roasting ground category. Then, then, and only then, it starts to kind of, rather than be something which is managed in the CSR department, it's something which goes to the main board. And the main board kind of look at it and say, actually, if we don't get onto this issue and get right onto it, then we're going to be seriously losing shareholder value. And their whole constitution and way of working is all around that. That's their central organizing premise. So in a way, it's only when the alternatives have looked really credible that you can actually realize that, that there's, there is a direction where that now you kind of get all these, these large companies going into fair trade. Uh, there was a report out last week, Sainsbury's Unilever, saying over the next decade, the only operating business, uh, for, for large businesses, the only operating model is to be fully sustainable, low carbon, all of those kind of things. Um, so 
they will get it, but it's consumer pressure which is going to which is going to take us there. So I think I think it it will have an impact. I think what has the even greater impact from a systems point of view is how can we change the operating system? How can we get um, in some ways that the, the, the pension funds, the, uh, the 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 people who manage the shares on our behalf that we all hold, how can we how can we balance the fiduciary responsibilities that that we entrust in them while, when they're managing the funds on our behalf to not just maximize the profitability, but to actually say what we should really be maximizing is our well-being and recognizing that there's going to be a lot more that we're going to need in the future in terms of well-being than just money if we haven't got a viable planet to spend it on. So it's how can we actually get those people to change? Because once the conversation changes between those fund managers, who are the people who talk to the CEOs of all the large corporations, that's when you actually get the, the large corporations really taking it doesn't become CSR anymore. It becomes, this is just a different way of doing business. And what we hope that we're doing and others are doing in the sort of the global alliance of, uh, of, of banks who are, who are kind of values-led is is being able to say, well, and also, this is a commercially feasible way of doing this in the same way that the successful fair trade companies have proved that it's you, you, that you can still make it a business microfinance all of those other things there's there is another path which doesn't mean that you have to throw everything out of the water um, and I think that's another cautionary point for uh, for some of the, the the activist community, which is sometimes the, the sort of the, the the anger boils up so much that you just want to cast off everything. But actually, if you cast off everything, then then that doesn't really work either, because you don't get on the what's next question, and and you don't you know you you don't really kind of build something which actually looks like a sustainable future that anyone would want to buy into. Hmm. Okay. And lastly today, I want to go with a, it's always good to end an interview with a future question. And indeed, I have yeah. uh, one big concern. I think it's shared by many. Um, the more I research this subject and discuss it with people, I predict a, a, a push now, uh, I don't know how large, but significant anyway, to sustainable banking, to wanting to know more, more transparency from the banks. As we go now in the, in the future, and say a Triodos, for example, becomes much more popular uh, in the next few years as more and more people go there, how can we as customers, I mean, you know, we can demand things, we can say we'd like things, but how do we, how do we know, and what ways do we sort of, you know, what's a watchdog, or how do we ensure that you and Triodos or whatever bank it may be that is currently, you know, proven to be sustainable and, and, and interested in, in well-being beyond just money. How do we know it's going to stay that way or what, what is in place to give us some kind of assurance of that? Yeah. So, so I'd say, I mean, in terms of, you know, right now, I mean, in one way, we, we're, we're, we're very ambitious in terms of our mission and we feel there's a lot there's a lot of work to do, um, but it's not really our ambition to become huge. Um, you know, our CEOs laid out that really Triodos is 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 footprint of a mentality. It's not there to be something which then sort of tries to wipe out the rest of the banking sector. Um, and it's something where it's more of a kind of a, this is something which we want to bring into the world as a culture of doing business. And in terms of the, once you've got transparency and people have experienced transparency, then 
you're able to quite literally reach out, see, feel, touch, smell uh, what you're funding and what you're connected to. We take customers on visits and we've got videos of some of that on our website explaining how our customers do business and and what what that means. And once you open people's eyes to that... um, in a, you know, in a, in a, you know, the, the, not all just the kind of the, you know, the, the, the beautiful parts, but really seeing the challenges which kind of got to those kind of positive outcomes, then you've got a raised level of consciousness, and people then get an expectation. And I feel that once you get there, and you'll know you're there because you will be able to see, feel, touch, smell it. It will be quite hard to go back because it will become a real expectation. Um, uh, in, in the same way that you know, it's, it's you know you expect you expect to be able to read the label on your clothes or read the label on your food packet or whatever. There's there's something where it it will become a cultural expectation without it needing to be demanded, uh, uh, so to speak. And and we will have raised the bar. And I think what we would then be looking to do is we'll say, well, how can you keep raising the bar? So you know, sustainability for, for us isn't some end point. I mean, I mean, there is always something where, you know, we're never going to have a situation where everything is in perfect natural balance and, you know, we've eradicated all poverty and inequality in the world. There's always something which we're going to be needing to address in terms of um, progressive sustainability. And I think that it, 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 but it, if we can raise the platform where at least you've got, you know, the, the populations of the world being more connected to what their money does and have a greater understanding of that, then I think you get a better financial system and you get a you get a better society. All right, all right. I think I'll end on that note, James. Uh, uh, for anyone that wants more information, obviously you can um, just Google uh, Triodos Bank. Uh, there's lots of not only information on their website that you'd expect, but also articles written. Uh, I also noticed organizations uh, off the top of my head, Friends of the Earth, um, and a lot of evaluations about banking will include information uh, as, as people look closely at Triodos and other banks um, and sustainability. Thanks so much for taking the time. I don't know if there's any other link you want to mention, but you can by all means, because I know my audience always wants to research for themselves. Um, no, I think, that, I think our website covers it. So. Okay. James, thanks so much. And, uh, and, and in the future, I, I hope to be able to, to call you and we can discuss, uh, uh, you know, six months, one year down the road, how we're doing, hopefully uh, doing better as, as, a, as a world. <laughs> um, sure, I'd like that. Thank, thanks very much. You're safe in bed. Just pray in the night they take someone instead. Hills are alive with the sounds in your head Please, dear Please, dear, be sure Of us 
Will and 